Welcome to Talk to the Experts. Wayne Nelson with you today and joining me once again from London, England, which has been especially hard hit by COVID-19, is Sherry McMillan, head of McMillan Estate Planning. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wayne. Now, before we get started, I I want to let our listeners know that because of the COVID-19 restrictions here in Alberta, instead of the usual in-person seminars, the McMillan team is going to be hosting virtual seminars, and those will be coming up on Thursday, May 14th, and again on Tuesday, May 26th at 6.30 p.m. That's 6.30 p.m. for both of them. And they'll be talking with you about the core elements of estate or life planning. Now, you still need to register ahead of time if you'd like to attend any of these complimentary seminars. To do that, simply contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464, or you can register online at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to take its toll worldwide, not only in the number of hospitalizations and rising number of deaths, but also financially. The TSX just ended its worst quarter in over a decade, plunging about 20%. The Dow fell more than 23%, its worst quarter in two decades. And for the first time ever, oil prices hit negative territory. A result, I guess, of the... Self-isolation and travel restrictions, fewer vehicles on the road, and planes in the air. Now, we haven't yet hit those dirty 30s depression numbers, but the volatility, the uncertainty is causing a lot of concern, a lot of anxiety, Sherry. We've been getting a lot of advice from politicians and health officials about hygiene practices and social distancing, of course. But what should we be doing from an estate planning perspective right now? Well, I think all of us have... um an emotional reaction to, you know, COVID-19, and there's a lot of fear around our health. But unfortunately, now there's a lot of fear around our financial outcomes for our futures. And so just like we're trying to protect ourselves from a health standpoint by doing certain things like washing our hands, social distancing, and so forth, there's also some financial safety uh, plans that we can put in place to make sure we're protecting and safeguarding the estate that we're going to be using through the decades ahead in retirement. And so we're actually saying right now people are looking for financial safety, not just health safety. And as you've just mentioned, Wayne, the astronomical impacts that we're all experiencing, and it seems that there is nowhere to hide, um, you know, simply because it is a global situation that we're all facing and it's a global economy today in modern times. And so when things fall and when they contract, it does impact all of us at different levels. So one of the things that I've always shared with families, and thankfully our families that we've had the privilege to work alongside over the decades, have built in that financial safety into their estate. And so their anxiety is far less than others, I'm certain of that. Um, But today what we can do is explore these tools that families can explore and employ to make sure they do have financial safety around their estate. And in the event we continue to have uncertainty, um, you know, then ultimately we know that the foundation we've built won't have any further erosion, which we can't afford to have when we're using this for our lifestyle, you know, into quite late uh, decades in life, being that we live to 100 today. Now, you mentioned a key word there, and that is foundation. So we should have that foundation start with the basics 
Uh, if they're not already in place, they should be. But let's quickly go over some of those foundational practices that we should have in place at this point, or at least be reviewing if we already have them. Certainly. So one of the things that's uh, a, a newer area in Canada is the area of trust laws. And most of us as families have always been operating when we're doing investment planning, Wayne, in the bank laws. And so what that means is when we're an investor, if we buy mutual funds or stock portfolios, um, whether we buy them personally or in our companies or in our RRSPs, what inevitably happens is we are taking on the market risk and the market volatility on our shoulders as family units. And so when times are good, we take advantage and we get the lift in those good times. But when times are contracting like they are in the moment, we're also weathering those storms. And, you know, when we're getting dips of 10% in a day, it can be quite a dramatic emotional impact that we're all experiencing and a lot of fear around are you financially secure for the future. So the bank system has been the most uh, utilized system. It's the most well understood, I would say, in the community at large. But I think once families hit that plateau of a million-plus net worth, they actually need further protection than just the bank system. And so it's not a secret, um, but in the wealthy or um, history in Britain, in the U.S., families have always used trust planning for their estates to make sure they're protecting and safeguarding their wealth. And so this opportunity for us here in Canada is a wonderful opportunity to make sure that when the markets are contracting, we're not exposed to them in the same way we are in the bank system. And so for most families, they don't even realize they have the choice or the option to select one or the other. They're just automatically designing their estates in the bank system. And so, you know, I can speak to uh, my practice, which is almost 25 years old now, and this is my fourth market downturn uh, that we've experienced with our families that we've worked alongside. And the beautiful part about it is when the market contracts like this, I know if we're doing good work because our families are calm. And that to me speaks volumes. It means that everything is in good order and they're not concerned about the market retractions because they know their capital is being preserved and they're not at risk to what's going on in the crazy world. And, you know, right now it's extreme, obviously, but if we live two, four decades into retirement, we're going to have contractions of the market from time to time, no matter what. And so it's important that we're planning for them because they're going to happen to us, being that we live for so many decades in retirement. Yeah, it's important that we really have... Uh up-to-date plans as well. So those should be reviewed on a fairly regular basis. I mean, all the basic uh, documents, the legal documents that you should have. I mean, not only just the trust planning, but, you know, the uh, uh, the last will, the enduring powers of attorney, representation agreement, who your lawyer is, those kinds of things uh, should already be in place. But as you said, uh, uh, it has to be reviewed. And so is this a good time to review those things, Sherry? Yes, I certainly believe it is, Wayne, because right now, um, God forbid any one of us um, contract COVID, what's going to happen is, generally speaking, our living wills will enact. And that means our family, whether it be our spouse or our children, 
are going to be enacting a document called the Personal Directive, which means in English that you've lost capacity and someone needs to steward your health care. And the second document is called the Power of Attorney, which is the stewardship of your financial situation if you've lost your capacity. And so these two documents, um, they, they work simultaneously at the same time. They don't have to be the same individuals that steward your care or your financial picture. They can actually be different people. But I think it is a relevant time to pull them out and make sure your wishes are still in play and that who you've selected is still capable of addressing the issues today. So perhaps who you selected has moved away and it's not functional or practical anymore. And so for those of us that need to bring ours current, we are encouraging that right now, a review. But we're also definitely encouraging all of us in the community that do not have these documents yet to get them in good order because unfortunately the physicians are needing them today if we go on life support, for example, or they sedate us. Um, to save our life, then somebody needs to be our steward. And so, unfortunately, the court, court systems are closed, and so your family can't automatically become appointed without this document. And so it's a real gift to your own care, obviously. Um, but more importantly, it's a gift to the, your loved ones that you're expecting to take on this, you know, really heavy responsibility. And I always have said, you know, not just speaking to COVID, but in general, when you are facing health crisis, it's a real gift to your family for them to understand what care means to you because otherwise they can feel guilty. And, you know, we're not appointing them so they'll feel guilty. We're appointing them so they'll carry out our wishes, which is very different. And so being very clear in them what you mean about life support and what you mean about um you know, what vegetative state is defined to you. Things of that nature are really relevant at this point in time especially, and so we want to make sure there's clarity in those documents and a discussion is had with the family. And I always say, Wayne, it's like Murphy's Law. You know, if you have these documents in order, it's like the fire insurance you don't need on your mobile home. <laughs> and so we want to make sure they're in good stead. Absolutely. And, and you raised a good point too, Sherry, in that it it really removes that additional burden of responsibility from your loved one. They're not left guessing, and it's one less thing for them to have to worry about. Yeah, we're, we're finding more and more because we can save lives today. And so it's, it's a really uh, complex area, and children are struggling, not as much the spouses because we often know our spouse well and what their wishes would be, but if we're left behind and it's our children making these very important decisions, you know, we don't want to put them pitted against each other that one of them feels you should be on life support longer than the other. Instead, we want it to be your choice. So it takes away the accountability and responsibility amongst the children. That's right. And now they're just honoring your wishes and values and beliefs, which is a very different position to put them in than have them playing a guessing game at the most sensitive time in life. And so I really truly do feel like first it's a gift for yourself because you should be stewarded well when you're not in a position to care for yourself and vulnerable, but it's also truly a real gift to your loved ones that you're expecting to carry out your wishes. 
All right, Sherry, let's uh, take a break right there, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we return. My guest today, Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning. Because of the COVID-19 restrictions, instead of in-person seminars that we've been used to over the years, the McMillan team is going to be hosting virtual seminars. And these will be coming up Thursday, May 14th, and Tuesday, May 26th at 6.30 p.m., And they'll be talking with you about the core elements of estate or life planning. You'll still need to register ahead of time if you'd like to attend any of these complimentary seminars. To do that, simply contact McMillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464. Or you can register online at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan, spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry McMillan, my guest today, will continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.